Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. All right, welcome back to another episode here on the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Robbins. I am the founder and managing director of the Anthony Michael Group, the search firm that helps organizations across MedTech to build high-performing teams, primarily in areas like regulatory, quality, clinical, uh, market access, and reimbursement, amongst some, some others. But I have the honor and privilege of being with you here on a regular basis, interviewing best-in-class leaders straight from the industry on all things talent-related. Today is no different. I'm excited to have with us uh, Miss Jennifer Abrahamson. Now, Jennifer has built up a following on LinkedIn of almost 20,000 followers at this point. Uh, she's been in this game of recruitment and sourcing since 2013. So about 10 years now and has had the opportunity to work on both the third party headhunting side of the business, as well as for corporate talent acquisition teams in companies like Baxter, Emergent Biosolutions, and now Saluda Medical. If you aren't familiar with Saluda Medical, the organization's mission is to revolutionize neuromodulation. The company is developing disruptive technologies, investing in leading clinical evidence and new research into neurological diseases and disorders with the greatest unmet needs. The company recently obtained FDA approval for their Evoke system, which listens and automatically adjusts to the spinal cord's response to stimulation to provide consistent and accurate neural activation for more consistent pain relief. So so without further ado, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mitch. I'm really excited to be here today. Well, I am thrilled that you're here. I sought you out on purpose to talk about a topic that we really haven't covered as much uh, with some of the other guests, and that is the power and the importance of a content on social media and how it really is playing into recruitment success and perhaps direct recruitment success that you and the organizations you've worked for have been able to achieve. And so I want to I guess, go back and start with the fact that you've got almost 20,000 followers on LinkedIn. That doesn't happen overnight. Nope. I'm sure that you've been at this for some time. And I'm wondering kind of where maybe perhaps the pivotal moment was for you, where you decided to put emphasis on putting out content and perhaps, you know, really being on LinkedIn, uh, regularly engaging with others content as well. Yeah, I think for me, it really kind of came two, two and a half, three years into my recruitment experience. I mean, typical headhunters, they work with LinkedIn, they're randomly messaging people. There's a lot of emails that are flying, but I was really seeing something about the personal aspect that was so critical and so important. People don't want me to just send a random email saying, hey, I'm Jennifer and I'm looking for X, Y, and Z role. They want to be able to know me as a person and they want to know what the companies that I'm recruiting for, what their stances are. So for me, it's been really important to take that holistic approach. And I think more and more people are looking for that full integration. It's really, really critical. People are no longer keeping work life separate. It's that holistic work life integration and work life balance. And at the end of the day, if I'm able to create content that discusses both aspects, that's really what's going to reach people. It's that personal approach versus everything is so AI right now. And as much as I can do to keep it personal, that kind of the target and approach that I take. So you mentioned that it was a couple of years into your recruiting career. Was there a pivotal conversation? Was there a pivotal article you read? Uh, something had to happen where you're like, you know what, this is important and people don't just want to hear from me about 
you know, I always say got a chicken, want a chicken, mm-hmm. but I think they want to perhaps get to understand who am I and who are they going to be working with if they so choose to learn more about the corporations that I'm, I'm working for? What yeah, was that? It, yeah, it was twofold. So I was actually privileged to go through a training that was called Sourcing Ninja by a company called Social Talent that's based in Ireland. Oh, yeah. Um, and so part of that training really gave me a brand awareness about how I needed to work as a recruiter, that it needed to be more than just that targeted approach. So I think that was step one. But the other piece is, so I'm a psych major by trade. I think it was kind of pulling into and the realization of, you know what? People don't want just to have the standard interview. They want me to learn about them as a person. I want them to learn about me as a person. And I was starting to see the more that I had these personal interactions and the more that I was able to integrate that, I was getting a much higher just success rate and response rate in the amount of candidates that were responding to my messages. I can give an example. I mean, I literally probably field anywhere between five and 10 outreaches a day from people that aren't even in industry asking, how do I get into the industry? Um, can you give me tips or tricks? Can you help review my resume? And I think so many recruiters are so busy, but if we're just willing to even give, you know, 30 seconds to somebody and help with that, that speaks volume. Huge volumes, huge volumes. I want you to talk about the types of content that you do tend to post and, and maybe the reasons behind your strategy. Yeah. So I really try to mix it up. Um, like I said, I do share traditional internal company posts, um, things about what news and press releases, amazing new updates within the company. But I try to mix it in between, you know, different aspects about tips and tricks. So if you're a job searcher, what are some important metrics to look into? Um, How can you really market yourself? How can you as a candidate have the best resume that's going to stand out or have the greatest elevator pitch and you're having those initial conversations? But I also try to keep it really personal. Um, One example is, and my husband kind of scoffed when I did this, but my mom passed away in November and I was super authentic and super just real and genuine. It was incredibly hard and incredibly challenging, but I shared about how that helped helped me to learn a little bit more about who I am and helped me to set boundaries and really to find more of that balance even than what I had already been pursuing. So I think it's important to demonstrate that I'm a real person just as much as every single candidate that I'm working with. I love what you say about the mix of the content as far as some quote unquote corporate speak, you know, what's going on with the company, maybe some formal postings, but then also a lot from who you are as a person and your viewpoints and maybe some tips, tricks and strategies for candidates, taking it from a standpoint of authority, like, hey, this is what I do for a living. This is what I see where people are rising up and falling down and let me help you kind of avoid some of those those mishaps. With that said, I always preach that people don't work for companies, they work for people. And so the more that we can be online creating a presence of who we are personality wise. And what are you going to get when you walk through those doors outside of, you know, the swag that you get on your first day from the company? What are you going to get from our organization, our team, right? Who are we? Uh, Joe likes to golf. So Joe talks about, you know, golfing. Uh, Maggie has three kids and she's, you know, running ragged, trying to get them to all their events while at the same time being the clinical leader that she is. The point is people can identify with people, right? And that's why I think so much of your content, there's probably other reasons we'll get into today, but that's why I feel like your content does so well because it's authentic. It's written from first person point of view and it's not as much of come join us. We've got ping pong tables. We're, you know, dynamic and team players and we're collaborative. It's not. And I think that's why it does resonate uh, with the audience. But that's probably a good segue to talk about the fact that as much content as you do put out, I'm sure you monitor your own metrics and your engagement and kind of seeing what 
what's working, what's not, how is this resonating with the audience at large. Can you speak to that as far as some themes that you've noticed as it relates to engagement and your posts uh, specifically? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would say you get a lot more engagement with the more personal tie-in that you can make it. For whatever reason, people are looking for that emphasis on who I am and how it resonates. I mean, one of the big pieces that I can say, even that I've learned from the corporate recruitment side is you need to make it about the whys. I mean, there's so much people are bottom line looking for what's in it for me and why. And I think if you keep those two common themes in how you're creating that content and how you're engaging and reaching out to others, that's where you're going to see that highest level of net profitability in return. And so it's a slippery slope. And I, I'm, I'm wondering if you would agree or disagree. But lately on LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn is big. I think people are starting to catch on to this idea that, OK, people identify with people and it doesn't have to be all this buttoned up, you know, corporate talk all the time where it's very conservative and people can let their guard down a little bit more. Maybe be show a little bit more vulnerability and let people in where I say it's a slippery slope is that there's some people that I've noticed that are almost really stretching and really trying to make up, not make up, but trying to share these, you know, incredible stories of what happened here or people in the hospital, this because they've noticed, oh my gosh, this drives viral posts, right? And the more eyes on my posts, the more the algorithm's going to favor my content, the more people I'm going to reach. What I really strongly encourage is be as authentic as you can because people can start to see through it very quickly as far as what is authenticity, what is being genuine versus what is stretching for what we call the vanity metrics, the likes and the comments, right? And so I'm glad that you said that though, that hey, if I've got a personal flair to it, it does create more engagement. But talk about how this translates back to business. In your position right now, you're, you've got a lot of responsibility trying to recruit, attract talented individuals in a space that is super competitive, that of med tech, where you know, engineers, regulatory, whatever it may be, they're all super in demand with multiple organizations needing the exact same talent. So how do you tie in your content with your recruiting and your branding strategy? The biggest piece for me is the tie-in to maybe what the drivers are for me. I feel like I've gotten a lot more outreach, but even when I'm engaging with people and just saying, you know what, this is why I am at the company that I'm, this is why I'm excited. And I can share, you know, even just some personal experience, you know, I mentioned my mom passed away. I'm a medical recruiter. I'm in the healthcare arena because I watched what I had to go through with my mom for over 20 years. She was in the medical system and I could not be a nurse. There was no way. A huge gratitude to those that can, but this is my way to give back. And so at the end of the day, if it's my excitement about products that are helping patients, that's what I like to really exemplify and exude in those pieces of conversation that I'm speaking about. Well, and I I know that your mom recently passed away. We've talked offline, but I should say publicly, you know, condolences, because I know you've been through a lot, especially in the last uh, month or so at at the time of this recording. And the fact that this was a major part of your life, too, though, is kind of watching your mom go through this for a big portion of your own life. I like what you're saying about the I asked you, hey, how does how does your content tie into your recruiting strategy? And what I think I hear you say is, look, if I can get on top of my soapbox, so to speak, and talk about why why I like it here, what I'm seeing is being innovative, what I'm seeing from my own colleagues, and why I think somebody who has the right why as far as being in this space would want to be here, they're going to naturally be able to latch onto this content, see themselves in maybe this kind of position, and be start to be curious to learn more. So in essence, what you're doing is you're taking them through sales cycle. You're warming them up through your content so that by the time you speak with them, they've had the opportunity to have some education, they've had the opportunity to warm up to the brand, and now it's more so down to two details of how is this going to 
perhaps be a fit. Is that fairly accurate? Exactly. Yeah, I let you articulate it much better. But yes, exactly. No, that that's awesome. And so have you seen direct outcomes that you can speak to where people found you because of your content or people maybe we call them lurkers, right? Who don't necessarily engage directly in the content, but they constantly consume it. Do you get that feedback when you interview candidates? Like I see your stuff or I've read your stuff? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I have had well over a dozen candidates, at least recently specifically that have said, you know, hey, I was following your content. And some of the first things they'll say is I saw you posted about your mom. I'm so sorry about your loss. But that was really why I was interested is what you've expressed and what you're sharing about the company. And so it's that you know, definitive back and forth and being real, being transparent about who I am. But they also see the content that I'm posting about the company and what makes our company exciting. That's awesome. That's so great because that's a ton of, if you listen back to a lot of the episodes that we've had here on the MedTech Talent Lab, I constantly am preaching the importance and the value of content in the world that we're in right now, because here's the deal. It's a game of attention. How can you capture someone's attention? And we're not just talking about work-wise. We're talking about that in any given day, we all have the exact same amount of time and our attention gets put in certain places, whether it's on purpose or because we ran into it, right? And the whole purpose when it comes to recruiting is how can you rise above that noise with a message, with a value proposition that's going to stop somebody down their track and say, you know what, I want to learn more. It seems like a no-brainer to learn more. And the more that you can be in their face with content that drives value for their daily lives, the more they're going to want to show up and listen to what you have to say when it comes time to pitch your organization. So with that, who do you believe, whose responsibility within a company do you believe it is to post content and to make content? Yeah, I, you know, I really do feel like it's every employee's responsibility. I don't think it needs to sit with just recruitment or just HR or even just hiring managers. I really think that the more you're going to see those responses is by it's a game number. Like it's a numbers game. Let's be honest. It boils down to being a numbers game. And the more employees that are screaming and shouting about how excited they are to be at this company and why it can't be just I'm excited to be here. It needs to be why and it needs to be that personal value proposition. People see that people resonate with that. You know, you need to set yourself up, especially in med tech from, you know, yep, we're the latest and greatest widget. We all know that that only lasts for so long and you can only ride on that for so long. So it has to be more than just that. Yeah. And this is not scripted, right? You and I came to the show cold. We knew kind of a rough structure of what we were going to talk about, but I did not prompt you to say it should be everybody. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I had a feeling that I was hoping that you would say that because it's not just talent acquisitions responsibility or human resource or marketing for that matter to have a message to put out to. It's everybody. If you're hiring for your team, it's your obligation to yourself and to the rest of your team to make sure that you are branding a message out there that you want heard by perspective talent. It just is. And so one of the things that I keep seeing on LinkedIn is, let's say Jennifer is hiring for a job and Mitch is, yeah, I'm your colleague. I will post something that says, check out the great opportunity that Jennifer is recruiting for. And it's like almost like forwarding your message. Please stop doing this. One, the algorithm does not reward resharing somebody's content. It just doesn't as much as as native, you know, organic content that you create yourself. And two, how much does that tell the prospective candidate about your opportunity? All it says is, Jennifer's recruiting for a director of XYZ. Okay, great. So is the next company down the street who's about to post right behind you the exact same message. Instead, what if I was to say, I've known Jennifer for three years. I've watched her build this team from scratch. I've noticed that her team seems to respond super highly on employee engagement surveys. I've seen her team rave about, you know, what she does for them uh, as far as recognition, whatever it may be. 
Now I'm learning more inside information that I didn't have about Jennifer's leadership. Now, if those types of things resonate with me, I'm naturally going to want to learn more, right? What do you think about that? 100% agree. And I think the other piece is too, it's just validating the company culture. I mean, we are in a society where everyone's first question during an interview, can you tell me about the company culture? And so by you doing that as that colleague, you're validating that company culture. You are speaking to kind of that camaraderie. And I think it's so pivotal right now with where we are. Yep. So let's say that, okay, we've got some ears here who are like, you know what? We keep talking about this internally that we've got to get on the content wagon. We're a little bit intimidated because we're not necessarily the most creative. And it seems like other people are really creative and can come up with this on the fly. How long should it be? Should we use video? Should we put it up on text? What should we do? And they're just intimidated by the whole process. Give us your two cents about where somebody can start and where, you know, where they could start today. Basic. Share your story. Like bottom line. Do what you know, and the rest will start to come and continue to grow. So literally, it's a matter of you can share your own journey. Say, I am really excited to be at XYZ Company because and show the wins that make you happy or share about a team win. But keep it personal. The most critical and important piece is to keep it authentic to who you are and not to try and make something up to get attention. Keep it personal, keep it authentic, keep it simple. I love it. And I think that if you can talk to what you know best about your own life, which is hopefully you because nobody knows more about yourself than you do, in theory, right? Then you're going down the right path. Because if you could talk about your life, people will gravitate towards that or people will be, it'll be polarizing. That's the whole point is you want to be polarizing. You want to draw the people in that identify with you. You want to push the rest away. And I I agree with that big time. But I want to ask you one other question about this. Okay. What about the people that work in fields where more often than not, it's more introverted folks who don't want to be in the spotlight, but they see the importance of this type of, you know, activity. What do you say to the people who are like, oof, I don't know if I really want to put this out there. So can I just share, I'm actually an introverted person. No one believes me, but I am a, I'm an extroverted introvert. So what I will share to that end is it took me a little bit of comfort level to get used to it. But I think if you're willing to take the small risks and just like I said, start from that personal level, it doesn't have to be anything huge. It doesn't have to be anything major. It can be kind of going back to what you were saying, Mitch, about speaking about like a job or something that a colleague is sharing and just sharing your own value and input. You don't have to write a 50 paragraph post. It can be two sentences. It can be simple. It can be just real and authentic. Take the risk and you will start to just get used to it. And the rest, you'll look back and be so glad that you did. I really appreciate you sharing that because I'm sure it goes a, a long way for the folks that are listening. And And I would add on to that, that once you dip your toe into the water and you get started and you see, okay, I'm still alive. I'm nobody, you know, I didn't get eaten alive, so to speak, that you'll be like, okay, I can do this. And then it becomes consistency. If you could do it even just a couple of days a week, that's way more than 99% of your industry colleagues are doing. And then guess who gets the attention, right? And then all of a sudden, what do you know? Recruiting doesn't become as hard as the rest of the industry has it. And what do you know? People are reaching out to you inbound to learn more. So please don't let that stop you and do as Jennifer said, and just start simple, start from a personal perspective and take the leap of faith and watch the rest, you know, kind of line up in a domino or just kind of the rest fall like dominoes is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. 
Well, you guys seem to be doing some exciting stuff at Saluda. Congratulations on the recent FDA approval. Uh, I know some of the colleagues of yours who work there and, and love what they do. And you guys have a huge mission as far as changing the way neuromodulation is done in the marketplace. Anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up here? And, and I guess what I will also say real quick is if it's okay with you, for those that want to learn more about uh, Saluda Medical or connect with you, we'll put some uh, information in the show notes for you. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I just would say the biggest piece is if you have any curiosity about Saluda and what we're doing, honestly, even if it's just in general, I am an open book. I will give anyone at least a couple minutes of my time, even if I'm super swamped. So feel free to reach out. I, I, I feel like LinkedIn is supposed to be used as a networking brand and that's what I like to use it for. So it doesn't matter what it's for. Feel free to reach out and I'm happy to connect and have conversations. And even if it's a matter of I can't hire you at Saluda, I have connections that I can share. So bottom line, I know so many people, especially recently, have been impacted by layoffs. That's what it's all about. Let's use the network. Let's share. Let's connect one another. Let's help each other out. And folks, getting to know Jennifer, I can say she's absolutely been sincere and genuine. She truly does extend herself and give time where she probably doesn't have it. So don't be afraid to reach out. Um, obviously, we're here as a resource, but definitely if you'd like to learn more about uh, Saluda Medical or speak with Jennifer or ping her on, on LinkedIn, I'm sure she'd be happy to hear from you. So I can't thank you enough for um, all the nuggets you've shared today and for taking the time to be here. Really do appreciate it, Jennifer. Thanks so much for having me, Mitch. It was a pleasure and an honor. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.